if you were the bus driver, there is one thing. Women certainly liked muni drivers. <laughs> I don't know if it's because they knew you had a good-paying job or you were you were mostly straight, you know. <laughs> but uh, we'd go up to the top of Legion of Honor, maybe kiss a little bit and touch. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. That was retired Muni driver Gary Weinstein. I'm Jeff, and this is Storied San Francisco. Every week on this podcast, we bring you bartenders, photographers, journalists, and other San Franciscans talking about living, working, and doing their thing here. It's a way to get to know your neighbors. Welcome to episode 49, part one. In this podcast, Gary talks about his move to San Francisco from Buffalo, New York in 1971. He got a job with Muni that same year and drove until his retirement in the late 90s. Here's Gary. I grew up in Buffalo, New York, and in 1969, I was thinking about becoming a nurse and working in a local hospital. And uh, my suggestion was to go to school, get your education. But in the meantime, I had a part-time job as, quote-unquote, a hippie clothing salesman. Uh, That's back in Buffalo. One of the our friends was in uh, San Francisco and owned a really big um, men's clothing store called Town Square on Polk between Pine and Bush. And... Uh, so I had worked in Buffalo for about a year and a half, and I decided that going to be a nurse was going to be too stressful and too emotional for me. So I decided to move to California and San Francisco. While working at the store in Buffalo, I was... It was a very different atmosphere. There was a lot of gay people, there was a lot of lesbians and hippies with long hair. And so it was something new to get accustomed to. You didn't get so many hippies back in Buffalo? Not, not as not many like as, yeah. I, as there was here. So I decided in that I was in the Army Reserve at the time that once I finished, I was going to move to San Francisco. So come two days before I moved, a friend comes and says, hey, I'm driving to California. Would you like to go? We're going to drive a car, and it's going to be a station wagon, and you can put as much clothes and whatever you want to put in. And I thought that was a great idea because I'd save money, so I had yeah. my record player with my KLH speakers and we loaded it up started going cross country stopped at pl different places smoking pot <laughs> snorting coke really enjoying the the journey and then got to California the first day of summer 1971 wow and uh, the 
the next the very next day I was working at the clothing shop and little did I know that at that time this shop was like very famous for um artists, musical artists, um all kinds of different people used to shop at this place. Do you remember names of people or bands or anything? Not, yeah, I remember like Jay Giles band, Pink Floyd, Grateful Dead. One of my favorite bands was called the Jay Giles Band, and they had a guy named Magic Dick that used to play harmonica, and I loved harmonica. I used to play it once in a while. And he made his... He wrote a list of like where I could get all these blues albums, and uh, we soon became friends. And they'd visit once in a while, and then after that, I went to North Beach Leather, and I worked there for about six months. And but I had taken a Muni exam. One of the uh, uh, people that I waited on in the town square suggested that if if you like driving you you'd like this job and uh were you taking muni yet yes i was taking it every day but i never thought about driving yeah of course being a male who loved hot cars and i loved driving (laughs) so i had taken the test and i gave myself a year to hear from them that if i got it or didn't so when I went to North Beach Leather, they wanted me to move to Atlanta and open a store in Atlanta. Hmm. But I got a uh, uh, notification from Muni that I'd pass a test and I was going to be hired. So I decided not to go to Atlanta, <laughs> What's- which which is a good good. Was a good idea back yeah. then, and it's even better now that yeah. I'm retired. What uh. What was the Muni test like? Was it a written test, driving? What do you do? There's The first part was a written test, basic things about uh, uh, signs, what to do and brake problems, etc., etc. And then they did a uh, visual and um, oral exam. And once that was passed... Then you were hired. What's the oral exam like? Uh, how are you with people? Yeah. Mostly people kind of questions. Yeah. But I would suggest to anybody out there, if you want a good job with the city, go down and make an application. I've talked to, I've told many people to, one was a chef. I told. I suggested he go take a test. He t- took it and passed, and then he started working in the jails, <laughs> and he loved it. No cleanup. All the uh, guards clean up, <laughs> so he just had to basically set a menu and, you know, do it. bring it forward. Right. Yeah. So, and I've suggested to other people about uh, meter maids and police force. There's a good um, and a reliable retirement with Muni, as opposed to, I'd say, the city or the federal government. The city's so 
monetarily strong over all the years I've lived here that they've never uh, had to do anything where they reduce pay or anything like that. Yep. So you, they told you that you passed the test. What's next? Then you went to uh, a training course, which was, I think, six to eight weeks. Could have been longer. I can't remember that part. But you went out with three or four guys, driving, switching, learning. Basically, that's, you know, how to, how to drive a bus. Mm-hmm. But I will say that the first day, the very first day, and if you've lived in in San Francisco long enough, in the 70s, the buses were buses from the 40s and the 50s. Not reliable, not uh, really good with brakes, and they had different things like clutches on them and different things you had to learn. So I'm driving with a trainer who's just opposite me. I'm driving. He's sitting next to me. And we're driving down Stockton in front of Macy's going about 15 miles an hour. And I went to apply the brakes, and the brakes didn't take. And I kept pumping the brakes. Then I opened the door, which was supposed to stop the bus, and it didn't. And then I pulled the uh, emergency brake, which was almost like a car brake, on the left side. I pulled it up. Nothing happened. And then, boom, we hit this black man's 50-something truck. And I swear, I'm, I'm laughing inside and telling the story. And when I hit this truck, everything kind of fell off. The side things on the truck, the the back things in the back. I I'll never forget it. I thought, God, I only hit the guy at fifteen miles an hour. <laughs> and then when I went back to uh, the station, eventually they charged me with the accident, but the trainer was saying, "Hey, this guy did everything he did to stop the bus." So I don't know whatever developed on that. I'm sure the guy bought a new truck, though. In the beginning, I I was out of Presidio Division, so it was uh, the 30 Stockton, the 21 Hayes, the 5 McAllister, 1 California, and the 3 Jackson, which was uh, my favorite line was the 3 Jackson. It, the people dressed the best. They were very courteous, thankful, and uh, it was a pleasure to drive. Whereas driving the 21 Hayes, people wouldn't pay. People were threatening. People would call you names just because you were white. It was something I wasn't used to. After... Uh, Driving um, electric buses for a while, I decided to change. So I went to Kirkland Division. Kirkland's down by Pier 39. 
It has lines like the Two Clement, 31 Balboa, um, a lot of downtown lines. One California, maybe? No, that was out of Presidio. That was an electric bus. 55 Sacramento at that time, which was a great bus. But when you started out at the bottom of Clay and Embarcadero and drove up the hill on a full bus, you'd get halfway up the block next to the Fairmont and the bus would just stop. You had to put the brake on, tell everybody, get off the bus, walk to the top of the hill, and I'll pick you up up there. That's and this was a constant thing, not just with your bus. All the bus drivers were going through this until they electrified it. Yeah. And uh, But that was also a nice bus to drive because Sacramento lines, nice, nice street to drive on, people real nice, appreciative, and uh, nice to look around and, and pretty safe driving, too. Mm-hmm. It's a very interesting place. It was very small. It's a motor coach yard, and uh, it was a very high seniority yard. And uh, the guys that worked in there were really the best. The, the way um, Kirkland happened was a famous woman, I, I don't know her name, I'm sure you could look this up, folks, owned this land that Kirkland sits on right now, the Kirkland Motor Yard. And in that, she gave the land to the city with the auspices that you can't sell the land. It always has to be for Muni. Hmm. And Muni's, and the city's tried to sell this land more than once, <laughs> and it's been unsuccessful. And, the, of course, the the yard is still there. Did she just like Muni, or...? <laughs> I don't know who she was, and yeah. I have a feeling she was like that person that made Coit Tower the, what it is. That's the thing about people in this city. I think they they think enough of the city that once it's been developed, they don't want it overdeveloped and put in places to uh, for apartments or especially down by Fisherman's Wharf it's such a precious area that i don't think she wanted uh, a lot of that to happen well i uh worked in electric buses i worked with motor buses i worked with the double buses and i worked on the LRV and the LRV, I didn't last long because driving into the West Portal Tunnel, it's like driving in into a bad place. <laughs> it's dirty. It's water all over. Rats all running back and forth. And it's dark. And once you get near a station, all of a sudden you're blasted with light and people and situations so i didn't like that 
too well. Plus, I didn't like the way the the uh, cars stopped. Once they stop, or you press the st the brake, it it still slides. So what they have put in, I don't know about the new ones, but when I was driving them, they had sand that used to drop on the tracks. It would stop you, hopefully. Right. It didn't always stop you. And that's what you see in when you're riding those things. Sometimes you see the like under the seat, you see the little sand. Yeah, right. I remember finding out what that was. It was for that. Right, yeah, for right, right. Yeah. I would also think, uh, and I've never driven a bus, I've never driven a, an LRV, but I would think that it's it's a similar experience to driving a bus, but I would think that it's just, it's not the same. It's not, you're not, first of all, you don't have a steering right, wheel, right? Right, I you mean, have a stick. You're just, yeah. Right. So I would, just I would forward, see. backward, middle, stop. Yeah, and then brake. Right. Yeah, and so, you're not really um, seeing people because you don't have to. Uh, there's no paper coming through, or you don't have to check people's cards or anything. So yeah, there's a door, right? You're right, in. You're right. blocked off. I'm blocked off, yeah. right? So that was kind of disappointing because mm -hmm. I really like being part of the community. That's why I stayed on the 18 out by the beach for many years, over 10 years. And the other drivers, I had a family, so I worked nights and my wife worked days. And all the other, there was four night runs, 20 minutes apart. And everybody who worked at night on the 18 had to have high seniority, 15 years or more, especially at night because it was mellow and it was once in a while i'd bring a radio listen to a radio in one ear but the people were nice the great places like doggy diner the barbecue place right across the street and people were really nice to you yeah yeah i, I mean you're out there that's close to the ocean that's like as close to the ocean as you can <laughs> one get. One on block bus, more, right? and you'll be in the ocean. Yeah, right. but that's the right. That's the Muni's westernmost line. Right. It seems like right. Exactly. Going. That's the westernmost bus, and that's the one that everyone wants to drive. Yeah, Is that what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. In uh, all the years I worked from Muni from seventy one to ninety nine, I. Uh, think I had two accidents. One, I clipped a bread truck's mirror on the driver's side when the street narrowed down, and I didn't realize it until I was there. And the other accident was I knocked over a motorcycle that was in the crosswalk when I was making a right turn. Hmm clipped the back and it fell over so for all those years it was a good driving record yeah absolutely i'd imagine and i you got patches to go on your jacket every year if which was really nice do you still have your muni i gear? have my muni jacket sure i have a shirt and a pair of pants nice just to remind me once in a while do you ever get that hat 
I I yeah. had the circle head. Yeah, and, nice. Uh, then I had a beret. Muni, the one thing that Muni does good is it supplies you with uniforms, and they change every once in a while, which they have done recently from this brown that we used to have to a black and a uh, like a red and black, yeah. which look pretty good. I don't know the story about when that logo, they call it the worm. Right. Was that when you were there? Did that come? Yeah, it came about. I don't know that though myself. I don't know how. Yeah. They actually uh, hired people to do it. Oh, yeah, you know? definitely. But so, do you remember like when you first saw it, what you thought? Well, I thought it was abstract and really cool, you know. I mean, SFPD, fire. Uh, when I applied for Muni's job, I didn't want to get a job where my life was in danger which I had had I known what I've gone through. But anyway, uh, I applied also for the parks department. And that's why I say to people out there, if you're not sure what you want to do, there's, I think of a couple of good things. One is the Army or a service, which if you're not trained in any profession, will will gladly train you. And also with the city, the city has... All kinds of good jobs. Always want to hire good people, and there's a method of doing it. I think it's the the Muni hiring human resources is still on Van Ness near Market. If you're interested, out there, call, find out. It's well worth it, and it doesn't cost anything. And you're taking a test for free to get a job for the rest of your life. I love it here. The one thing that I will say, like I was talking to you people, there's a lot of benefits. I, from driving from Muni, I ride the bus for free the rest of my life. And uh, I have insurance the rest of my time here. And all of this is very important when you get older. I'm presently 73 years old, so... Hopefully I'm around for another 20 or more. I know it was the people that were here because when I was growing or growing up in Buffalo and people moved to California, came back, they kept saying, San Francisco is the place for you to go. You're not going to believe it. And I had lived in, I wor- went to L.A. in 19... 19- uh, I can't remember the year right now, but uh, I moved before to, you moved here. Before I moved here, I moved to L.A. and I worked in a hospital in a very depressing city, which I can't even remember where it was now, because it was in Los Angeles and it was very dull and almost like Orange County kind of thing, and. Uh, I moved back to Buffalo after that. I think it was 66, 67. And unfortunately, because of my monetary situation, I never came to visit San Francisco. And I think I would have moved up here at that time. But uh, not knowing what it was like, I moved back to Buffalo, finished the Army Reserve, which I was in.
and then came to California in 71. And the reason I still like it is the weather's great, and there, people are very accepting of one another, no matter what their problems or or ethnicity or their sexual preference. Everything's basically accepted here, and the tolerance is great, too. Check back Thursday for part two, the final podcast of Storied San Francisco season one. Music for this episode is by Otis McDonald, a.k.a. Joe Bigail. Film photography is by Michelle Kilfeather. Follow Storied San Francisco on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Our website, which has all the episodes and a store where you can help support the podcast by buying hats, shirts, and koozies, is storiedsf.com. If you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, please rate and review the show. Send comments and suggestions to storiedsf at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.